no. Time. They just trying to speak their peace. Get your peace, oh no. Roy Reese, friends through any weather, so it's only right they get together, build something together. Oh no. Experience brings wisdom, and wisdom wise decisions. Veterans, affairs are priority. So when it comes to veterans, Probably should be tuning in, matter of fact, tell a couple friends If you got issues with your dog, cat, woman, and opinion About 45 sitting up in Gotham Guess it made Ron Reese, who? Batman and Robin, dialogue just might help you solve it Come to conclusion, to dissolve So you can get back to your r and Just trying to speak a peace Get your peace, r and r Reese What up? The r and experience they just kick it how they living, they just tryna speak their peace. Get, Get your, your peace, on nah, Roy Reese. What up? On nah, experience. Just kick it how they living, they just throw a port. They just tryna speak their peace, on nah. On nah. Get your, Get your peace, Roy Reese. On nah, experience. <laughs> What's good, everybody? You tuned in to the R&R Experience. I'm Ro. Your boy, Reese. And welcome to our next episode. Uh, today, we're going to have a special episode. Uh, our last show, we had the fellas on here. And so we got a lot of feedback asking about the ladies. So we got the ladies in the house tonight. So they came through to speak their piece on a couple of topics. So we're going to take a moment to introduce to everybody. Give everybody a chance to introduce themselves, and then we'll move on with today's topic. Wanna go first, D? Hello. All right, everybody. My name is D. Helen from Texas right now. Woo woo. Wanna get a little background about you? Oh, so if you all can see, this is my logo made wrap. So I'm specializing in women's fitness apparel as well as women's fitness hair accessories. Visit us at www.mainwraps.com. We truly appreciate you and um, hope to see you there. Gibbs. Hi, my name is P. Gibbs. I am a life coach and a public speaker. I specialize in relationships, not just romantic relationships. You can hit me up on my Facebook or my Instagram at pgibbsles.com or check out my website. <laughs> Hope to see y'all there. Last but definitely not least, Princess. Hi, my name is Princess. Um, I'm from South Carolina, mother of three. Um, did 15, 15 years in the military. And I'm just here to kick it and see what we got for today. Uh, good stuff, man. So how everybody week was? I start off my week was okay. It was hot and you know, like 90 some degrees every day up here. So I was outside of the night, like seven, about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. It was still like 92. <laughs> But other than that, you know, we're doing week on, week off. Today's my, my week to work from home, so I'm kind of laid back this week. What about well, everybody else? 
well, you work from home and have a laid back week. I've been working from home for the last four months and it's been hectic. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but I am back home in Barbados and you think it's oh, hot nice. there? Nice. It's definitely hot here. Nice, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so yes, but other than that, my week has been good, just busy, trying to get my grind in, get this business rolling, helping folks. Yeah. So how the whole COVID thing going down there? It's crazy, actually. Well, actually, I, I won't say that because I don't want y'all to panic. But <laughs> it's not <laughs> bad in a sense, but just how they're going about trying to um, allow people back in because this is a tourist place. That part is the crazy part. Um, and they don't, it's like, because it's very fluid, so they change it. You need a test. No, you don't need a test. You're going to get a test once you get here. You get a test at the hotel. It's just ever-changing. But the COVID itself is not bad here at all. Okay. Princess? You want to know about COVID here? How's your week been? <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. Okay. You always got one. Because COVID, I don't even. Mm. I had a good week, though. Good week. <laughs> D, what you got? What you got? <laughs> You know, I always got something going on, you know, man. <laughs> this, week, this week has been very prosperous. I am enjoying the last of my days before I start school. Um, and I just started a Facebook workout group. So I had a lot of people asking me, you know, hey, can we go work out with you? Whatever, because, I, you know, I'm on my fat stage right now. You know, I ain't slim thick like I used to be, you know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just started a Facebook group, Diet Starts Tomorrow, focusing just on basic diet math as well as meal prep. I think that's where people tend to fall off is just understanding um, macronutrients. So looking forward to that, getting back in shape. Cool. Yeah, I, I seen that when you posted it today. I actually joined the group when you sent that out today. So I'm going to definitely be interested in that. My meal prep is, tr is trash. Yeah. Yeah, I, actually, yeah, I joined it too. Well, you know, I... I actually comment on your post you made the other day so i'm looking forward to that yeah go i'm not looking forward to it but <laughs> because everybody else is interested that's going to motivate me to you know definitely get out there and and stick to it so looking forward to seeing y'all there you think you can keep up we're gonna try. I'm gonna try. try. Yeah. <laughs> I need some ATFT help. I need some upper body strength. It's yeah. If you join the group, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> you gonna have me put my foot in my mouth. Yeah, I need to keep up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, have me looking like Martin and them on that episode. <laughs> exactly. You gonna have you come back? Then she'll try to stun on you in front of everybody. Right. Nope. Not me. <laughs> but I'm yeah, but, uh, as as far as my my week, if I may. My week has been good. I'm, I've been got, kind of going hard because I got to start uh, my process of transitioning towards down south in the next couple of months. Uh, it's actually been, well, we kind of like set a tentative date around October. So I've just been going hard as far as looking at, like looking at, looking into work and things of that nature and tapping into different contacts that I may have so forth and on. So it's been a little, little process for that. That's how my week been. And, and they had me working. Uh, we still working, uh, teleworking for the most part, but I had to go in twice this week. So. No complaints on that end. That's how my week's been. So, uh, so we we good on that? We we ready to dive in? 
I think we're ready to dive in, sir. <laughs> we bird bird man hands. <laughs> <laughs> D, D, are you done? Okay, I think I think I think D had an issue. She had a she had a uh, technical issue. Yeah, all right, I see. Yeah, so uh, she'll 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 catch in on the back end. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna chime into relationships. We're gonna talk about relationships on this uh on this specific particular topic to initiate things. Uh, and the subtopics on this we're gonna dive into. The first one is double standards. Double standards. So uh, one of you ladies, whichever one wants to check. Princess, you look like you got something on your mind, man. Go ahead. Get it off. <laughs> <laughs> Double standards within Double a relationship. Standards. Let's talk about it. Double standards in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So basically, men can't dish out. I mean, they dish it out, but they can't take it. The same, the things that you guys put out there, y'all have a hard time when it's time to swallow that same stuff. But y'all just make it, you know, sometimes you, you, you might word it differently. Mm-hmm. But that's basically what it is to me. But, I mean, that's one that's one example. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she gave us, she gave us, I didn't, that's I didn't really get it. it. That's, that's, that's was, all of it. Was that the whole synopsis of it? Like, like we could just it out on an on a oh, overall period. Oh, we want to break it down. I mean, that's what you said. That's what you said. We can come back to you. Oh, okay. I'll come back. <laughs> Unless you want to break it down some more, just come back to me. You know, like, like so, like for me, right? I think with double standards. I mean, that, there are certain things that are double standard in a relationship that you could say are the norm or acceptable, right? Um, then those are certain things that you know maybe one, you know, the females might have an issue with this standard versus the male. Um, but at the end of the day, I always say my opinion when it comes to double standard is that opposite sex allows the double standard. Mm. Mm. You know what I mean by that? Mm-hmm. So, for example, if what you <laughs> just what, what you just said was, you know, we can do something, but if you do it, then it's blown out of proportion, or it's whatever the guy might leave, or the female might stay, or whatever the case might be. It's only like that because females allow it. Right, because if, 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 if yes, if, so if I'm sure I say that, it's my um, my opinion. It's real opinion. <laughs> if someone knew for a fact that the consequence would be like that, that's the consequence. Ain't no, 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 no ifs about it. Like if I do this, this the consequence, right? Zero tolerance. Yeah, zero tolerance. If you had zero tolerance, a person would be less likely. To do what they're going to do. Not saying it's going to stop a person completely, but let's think long and hard. You know, for one example, I don't want to go into another topic, but that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, if the opposite sex didn't accept that double standard, then it will no longer be a double standard because it will be addressed. Go ahead, Gibbs. So, in that in that concept, I don't think it's that we allow it i just think the conversation that was never had so it was never put on the table so if both parties have this conversation to say hey this is what it is then there should be no double standards yes society put double standards yeah you know if if women out here doing this then they're labeled this but if guys do it then yeah so i think society has put double standards on it but i don't think there's necessarily in a relationship 
two people they'll have that conversation um and when it happens they're like oh my god you know even though they're out there doing it or whatever but that's because the conversation was never had like hey but like you said if if that female want to respond and go crazy just like that dude then what's the problem the conversation was had in the beginning this this will not be tolerated so so if i if i may chime in mm -hmm. on that so in uh, what, what's your what's your status married single what's your status i am married okay cool I don't, I don't think we, I think we kind of skipped over that a little bit in the beginning intro, except for Princess. Um, when you, when you and your husband were first courting, mm -hmm. standards weren't laid out in the beginning? You no, didn't they, tell, they, they you didn't tell him what was acceptable and what was unacceptable? Mm -hmm. I had so no conversation. However, go ahead. before you go on, however, that's because I learned that. I learned that. So I've been married four times and divorced three times. So pre in previously relationships, no, I did not have those discussions. And when stuff happened, um, it was, you know, him barking at me, but I'm like, dude, you're doing the same thing. Why are you mad at me? Because those conversations were never had, you know? And then I was more, I was nice. I was more nice about it and more accepting and saying, oh yeah, we can work it out. Where he on the other hand was like, no, blah, blah, blah. But we was basically out there doing the same thing, but the conversation was never had in the beginning all the cards were not laid out in the beginning so so again if i may if i may uh, caveat off of that so mm -hmm. when he when he got mad at you about things how did how did how did he have the the right to get mad at you about something if those things were never laid on the table from the beginning so was there uh was there a point where you just know you shouldn't do something like so so again some things yes it's just I'm not even going to say that it should be known. What tends to happen is people tend to assume things, assume mm -hmm. basic knowledge. They'll be like, oh, we in this relationship. I assume you're supposed to be monogamous. Oh, I'm in this relationship. I assume you're supposed to do this. I assume you're supposed to be, you're supposed to cook. In fact, one of my husbands, that was his thing. You're the wife. You're supposed to go cook. Like, dude, you a whole chef out here. Why do you expect me to cook? But he assumed once we got married, that's what I was supposed to do. But had that conversation been had, but like, yo, I didn't cook before we got married. And I'm not cooking now. Had we had that conversation, that would have been a problem, you know, once we got married. But that conversation was never had. Princess, you want to go ahead before we go to D so she can uh, kind of like catch up on where we at? Um, I think a lot of times, the, as far as those conversations being had, I think they are had. I mm. think at some point, I can say, Okay, you know, we can't be out here doing A, B, and C. It, when you, if you don't have the, the skill, the knowledge, per se, to say, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go out there and do that, or I'm going to do what I want to do. And a lot of times, men, is I'm going to do what I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want to do, and then we're going to see what happens after that. And then, you know, when I... You know, when I act crazy, then you looking and you sad about it, but I already told you what was gonna happen. You just made that decision. Yeah. Assuming that then we I would go crazy. But yeah, that I wasn't gonna knock your head off. Right. <laughs> and I, I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad I'm glad you use that exact terminology you use, because I'm gonna come back to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> D, you 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 good? 
I'm good. I'm good. I'm have to break away in a minute, but I'm good. What's up? Okay. So we're talking about the double standards within the relationship. Okay. And uh, pr pretty much they was just breaking down how if a woman does something and a man does it, it's a, it's a, it's a, a man to get upset, but, they, but he did it initially or however, however it panned out. Okay. That, that was just their, 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 uh, their breakdown of it at that particular okay. time. You can go in a different direction if you want. So me personally, I believe double standards are definitely prevalent. Um, and I think it goes on both sides. And I think you have to consider each double standard um, as it comes. So for example, a double standard would be men cheat and they get away with it versus a woman cheat saying it's all hell breaks loose as somebody already mentioned. Um, double standard, maybe. Stereotype, maybe. I don't know. I think you take them um, individually. But yes, double standards definitely do exist in the world as a whole, in the workplace, yeah. professionally, personally, they exist. So that's just something that I think all adults are privy to, and you got to handle it as adults. I'm going to say something real quick, right? <laughs> I, I, we, we was having an offline conversation, right? And I think mm -hmm. Ro had mentioned the point. It was like, if it's a group of women and they all out trying on clothes together or whatever. And, yeah, correct. And, uh, and and your girlfriend say, "Ooh, girl, your your butt look nice in those jeans yeah, or whatever, yeah. right?" Absolutely. And you flip that around. The homies is out together, whatever. Dude trying a no. nice shirt, like, "Yo, no. your pet no. looking a little." No. That's gay, right? I didn't or say that. That's that's something. We'll call it something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, it's, it's not acceptable. Yeah, it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. Should I say? It's totally not acceptable. You gonna get right. the side eye? That's not acceptable. <laughs> no, not at all. Not so, enough. but then, but then I think somebody's rebuttal to that was, "Is that something you want to do? Like, why yeah. would you?" Now, to caveat off, of, to caveat, to caveat off of that, if why would a woman get mad with if a man cheats? Is that something you want to do? Because you could flip that the same way. Mm. But I said, take it case by case. Did I not? Okay. Case by case. Because if you look at it, let's 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 keep it all the way one hundred. Since you want to go there, I mean, I, yeah, I, I want to go there. I mean, that's the point of conversation. Majority of men cheat. Majority of men cheat. <laughs> and okay. You, okay. And nine okay. times out of nine times out of ten, women have that choice. We know it's wrong. We know we have an option. Let them go. Or whatever. But we're emotional creatures. Mm. You know, we look at the whole spectrum of things and be like, you know what? I consider my children. I consider what he brings to the table. I consider how he treats me. I consider all these things before I make a decision. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, women end up staying with a man that cheated on them once or multiple times. Versus if it's flip and a female cheats, you don't even got to do anything sexually. If I find out you just have an emotional connection with somebody, y'all can't take that. So let, let me address the first part. You can't take yeah. that. You know, you said, you said the majority of men. Right, majority. that's right. See, right. Majority. So, so do, do you have do you have a source for that? Because <laughs> yeah, last I, I checked, a, I got a personal so, so, source, 80-20. So, so a females cheat just as much as, uh, as male. So, yeah, so we do, but we don't do it sexually. I, I disagree. I'm just saying. I disagree. Saying the I know. Females, females cheat emotionally don't. and physically just as cheat. much as, as males. That's Define a fact. Cheating. Define cheating, sir. Uh, emotionally, uh, it, it, I talk about physically, sex. I, di I digress. 
you know what even... I, i'm gonna use i'm gonna use my own personal bubble right okay and and this is something i've said amongst other males well actually i said the females too in the army i've been in the army in, in september it'll be 20 years i've been in the army mm-hmm. i have not met a female yet that i looked at and i was like yo Say if I was there for four years, she was married in relationship, whatever case may be. And I didn't even hear or know that she cheated. I ain't never cheated and I know you for a minute. I, I ain't know your personal business like that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I ain't cheated though. You've known of me because I'm honest. He said, you know what though, honestly, D, whenever we were chilling back in the, oh, so, so we were chilling in Augusta, you was most, you were single then. Yeah, so, exactly. You know what I mean? But I I'm talking about. Little, I I'm talking about rendezvous, you know. But I don't cheat. If I want to do something, just dump you. <laughs> okay, define what you call it. What, what, what define that? See, rendezvous, rendezvous, my little, you know. Well, you uh, you you're just doing exclu- your thing. My exclusive relationships, okay. my exclusive. They don't have to be public, but exclusive. <laughs> I don't cheat on them. That's just me. I'll just dump you okay. and carry the fuck <laughs> yeah. on. Entanglement. But I also think it's a when you're talking about military personnel, because we move around a lot, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and we're separated a lot. I agree. So, so I think that dynamic is different from when you're talking about, you know, women and men in general, you know, mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. world. I don't think those ratios are close, but in the military, heck yeah, hands down, I do agree. Um, because there's there's so many stressors involved, combat, separation, training, you know, you, you tend to get close to your battle buddy and, us being emotional, sometimes we cross that line. And men, some men, some men take advantage of that, you know? Mm. So that's a difference than men and women in general outside of that. Princess, you got something? I want to come back to something you said earlier, but I'm gonna let you go ahead and get yours off you first. come back to it? Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead. You, yeah, go ahead, but go ahead though, if you got something. Um, no, I don't have nothing on. I don't have nothing else on that. Let's go with what whatever you got. <laughs> That's what you want. Whatever you got next. So, so you, so you use an example of uh, if you, if he did something and he assumed he that you wasn't gonna knock his head off, right? And mm-hmm. you might have meant that. You might have meant that like not literally. literally, but let's just use it in the literal <laughs> sense. Your your face your facial tell facial expression tells me you meant that literally. Literally. <laughs> So cool. I'm glad you meant it literally. <laughs> so so let's just okay. say let you that you help my point here. <laughs> nah, that was the old me. That was the old me. Nah, nah. Nah. So let's just say, right? You seen your man, your husband, whatever your situation is. I don't want to like literally use your situation, but hypothetically, you seen your man, your husband, whatever, doing something and he was out of line, or he might he might have felt up on the girl's butt or whatever, right? And you slapped him, mm. right? Or you slapped him and he went to block or whatever. Mm-hmm. Reverse that scenario. Mm-hmm. Is there a double standard on that? Would one would one be perceived way worse than the other one? Him slapping me? Yeah, mm-hmm. as opposed the death to death. slapping him. Mm-hmm. The death sentence. Oh, you talking about me personally? You talking about in general? In general. In general. In general, in general yeah. Yeah, if he if he slapped me versus me slapping him, yeah, it would be perceived differently. Definitely, yeah. but okay. but it's not perceived differently within the relationship in society. Heck, yeah, 
but the harm it causes a male and a female is is the same however a research study showed that males tend to be um the effects of physical violence versus emotional violence um is worse for a male but so so in other words to get beat up by a female that hurt them more than them more than a female be like yo you got a big head you ugly you this but for females if y'all i disagree with that i'm sorry i'm okay but carry on with your statistics (laughs) but but emotional abuse hurts women more than more than physical abuse does because that gets in our psyche because we are emotional more emotional creatures so you start mentioning our emotions in our mind it it hurts us more than it would for the majority though correct right just generally speaking yeah okay okay there's just some extra sensitive dudes out in the world now. Facts. No, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Explain, Dean. Huh? Explain, please. There's just some extra sensitive males. We want to go to statistics and then DNA and whatnot. You got extra. <laughs> no, 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 tend to be more aggressive than others, mm-hmm. whereas some males tend to be more feminine than other males. Same thing with emotions. Some dudes, you can hit across the face, I'm a female, you know what I mean? I, it ain't gonna hurt him, it might feel like a little smack. But you tell him you ain't shit, your mom ain't shit, your daddy ain't shit, you ain't ever gonna be shit, this, this, that, and third. Some men will break down yeah. emotionally because some of them have mommy syndrome. You know, mm-hmm. some of them have abusive past histories. It mm-hmm. all boils down to DNA, science, society, upbringing, X, Y, and Z. Okay. okay. Agreed. I think. I think. Okay. Let's let's trans let's uh, transition into the next subtopic on this one. Gender Sub- roles. <laughs> gender roles within a relationship. Are there gender roles? What are the gender roles? Should there be gender roles? So again, I I go back to having that conversation beforehand. Mm-hmm. Um, so society has put these assumptions. So women supposed to be in the kitchen, you know, men supposed to be outside fixing cars and cutting grass. But if that's something I like to do, if I like to be up under a car, I'm gonna be up under a car. And that's a conversation I'm gonna have with my man. If he likes to cook, then he's gonna be in the kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Because that's that's our thing. But in, in a relationship, I don't, it should not be. I'm not gonna say it's not because everybody's relationship is different. Um, but there should not be, it should be whatever that wife and that man wants to have that conversation. Okay. Princess? Um, I support gender roles. Okay. Um, certain things and, but like, like P. Gibbs said, there are certain conversations that have to be had, but mm-hmm. in my house, there are definitely gender roles. Now, do I know how to go out and change a tire, check the oil, change the oil, do all these things? Yes, I do. Do I do them? Absolutely not. Do I take out the trash if I have to? Will my husband stop me from doing it? Absolutely. So when it comes to the things, I have a son and a daughter. I teach, I make sure they know how to cook, clean, do all these things. But I'm like, hey, my daughter shouldn't be out under a car. And 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 her husband standing up, leaning up on the side, watching her. But what if she likes to be likes to be up under the under the car? What if, what if that's her passion? To. No, no, no. I said have to. 
Now, if that's something she want to do, I want to do it myself. I do that sometimes myself. Will my husband still fuss about it? Absolutely. But he understands. He'd be like, oh, you know, whatever. But I'm going to go out here and do this. Or I'll put air in the tire or whatever, some little stuff. I don't need you to do that. But he prefers to do it. He cuts the grass. He does the house, you know, all the outside stuff. He makes sure the cars run, different things like that. He doesn't have to because they ran before him. Those <laughs> things still happen. Right. But that's just, that's the conversation we had. He mm -hmm. can't cook. <laughs> so who cooks? Me. If, he, if it's his turn for dinner, he's probably going to pick something up. What you want? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's more of a, a, a general, I think it's more of an expectation. Mm. Again, going back to how you're raised. So I've been a single parent since the beginning of time. Um, I was raised by a single mother who did everything, who taught me how to do everything, which I still do everything. And I, like Princess said, I have an appreciation for certain things that typically males do. Now for me as a single woman, I know I'm a woman. And I absolutely, I love to cook. I love to clean. I hate folding clothes. That's the one female type thing I don't like to do. I hang every goddamn thing up and I throw everything else in the drawer. I'm not, I don't do all the folding, okay? But outside of that, there are certain things that I was raised as, even though my mother was a single parent, she made sure certain things like cleaning and cooking that I knew were things that were expected of a female from a male not that she didn't cut grass not that i, I just cut my grass the other day edged it up and whatever you know what i mean i have no problem doing that but if i'm going to have a man in my life long term we just not in entanglements <laughs> um i'm not taking out no goddamn trash i'm not cutting no goddamn grass i'm not doing that unless you're not physically able or capable there's a difference, but that's a discussion that needs to be had. What are your expectations of me as a man? And I always tell men, it's very simple. Anything dealing with outdoors, I'm not doing. Anything dealing with these cars, I'm not doing. Like, if you get in my car, have the courtesy to go fill it up. You know what I mean? So I don't see it more as generals. I see it more as expectations. But I think we've evolved over time into that. So what we used to call gender roles in the 50s is now expectations. And you have to clearly voice your expectations in the beginning. Bro, go ahead, sir. I mean, hey, can you guys hear that noise? Yeah, I'm getting yeah. feedback. Yeah, I don't know if somebody's phone got something going on, but I don't know if that is. All right, sound like we're good. So, oh, so it was D. Okay. <laughs> I didn't do <laughs> it, been, it was going on a while too. I was like, yeah. yo, is that the internet? <laughs> I didn't know we were supposed to say something. I was like, what do we do? <laughs> um, so, Go ahead, sir. <laughs> so for me, um, I agree with everybody. I think uh gender roles is it, to me is based on how you was how you was brought up, how you were raised. And like D says, it's all about expectation, you know, what you expect the opposite, your your significant other to do in the relationship. Um, but I do like what Pete Gibbs said is about, you know, it's a conversation that you can have, that you should have in the beginning of the relationship. But what, what's your expectation? You know, me, you know, coming from the South, you know, I would just naturally think that if I met a female, she would know how to, you know what I'm saying? So if we don't have that conversation, I would just go in expect, expecting her 
to cook. You hear what I'm saying? So I think that was a very, very valid point you brought up about having that discussion early on in the relationship. Like, what are the expectations? Um, so, but yeah, I, I think a lot of it goes with how you was raised um, and how you was brought up. Um, and like D said, it's just all expectation. Basically, what it is is expectation from your significant other. Uh, and, and what you expect out of them in that relationship. Um, that's kind of my thought. You know, for example, you know, I, a lot of times I mean, we were talking about the cooking and the cleaning, but, you know, for me, um, I was taught that the man pays the majority of the bills. You know what I'm saying? So even in my relationship, I've always paid the majority of the bills. You know what I'm saying? So um, that's just how I, was raised, how I was raised. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you go to somebody else that was raised differently, that might that be something that they 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 go by. You know, they might say the whole 50-50. I heard some relationship is 50-50, you know what I mean? Um, not that I'm against that, but going into a relationship, unless that female tells me, I'm going to probably do most of the deals. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think I agree with that across the board, too. And I think uh, every every relationship is different. I know with my, my, my lady, uh, she does majority of the cooking, but she likes for me to get in there too. Sometimes, you know, give her a night off or give her a couple nights off and cook for her or cook for the kid, her and, her and my daughter or what have you. So she likes that. But like, I'm, for the most part, like anything like outdoorsy type of stuff, I'm, I'm a handle that. Like she not taking out no trash. She not doing none of that like that. Like, so I'm, I'm on board pretty much across the board with that. So I think we good on that. Uh, let, let's caveat into deal breakers. What are some deal breakers? Mm. <laughs> Dean, let's start with you. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. I don't know where you're going with it. Okay, so me, I'm a say what you mean, mean what you say type of person. Mm. And it's only so many times that you're going to give me false narrative, right? What I mean by that is, if you tell me this, and it could be the honey to do list, we'll we'll take it to that. So women in general know if I ask you to do something, or I got a list of you list for you to do that you're gonna do it when you want to do it. But my personality is I'm a go get it. If I if I ask you, first of all, that's a lot for me to ask you. Mm -hmm. But if I ask you to do something, you say yeah, I got to do it tomorrow, and then you don't do it. And I wait a couple of days and I bring it up and you're like, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it, I got it. But you still don't do it. And I end up doing it. I'm already looking at you sideways because that goes back into that gender role. That's, that's that trust. That's that security. You're supposed to be my security blanket. So now you're fucking up my, my vibe. You know, I have a schedule. And you know me because we're in a relationship, right? So I feel like when you choose to do that, you're blatantly being disrespectful. You're just trying to see how far you could push me. But I'm very boisterous in a relationship, so you're going to know exactly what it is, okay? <laughs> I'm going to tap out on this. Y'all carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, so um, to, t to caveat with that, for me, I have, I have a, a three-word rule. Not word, but for lack of a better um, word, that's what I'm going to say. But if I tell you three times, after that third time, don't even worry about it. Like, like we're done. If I have to, I don't like to repeat myself. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> so, I'm with that. I'm with that. Yeah, like, no. And then what 
I don't like is for people who stop growing, you know, stop mm. learning. Like, I'm always learning. I've been in school, like, my life. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always learning something. I'm reading. I'm always learning. I'm always evolving. And I can't be with somebody who's not, you know, because, like, yo, you're stuck in the past. You're stuck in 2000. I'm in 2020. Like, catch up. And I don't have time to drag no dead weight, you know? Um, and you got to be humble. Got to be humble. Can't stand no, no prideful person. I can't tolerate it. <laughs> Princess? Deal breakers for me. Um, complacency. Mm. Um, mm. I can't, I, I feel like people in general, but especially a man, you should always be looking forward to the next step. You should always be trying to figure out, okay, what's this next move? What's, how can I further us this way? Because I'm, I'm, you're supposed to lead us. And if you're stuck and you're complacent, you can't lead me. Mm -hmm. um, another thing, a deal breaker is, I, well, I can't say deal breaker, but for me, you have to be able to do things with your mind and your hand. Mm -hmm. I need you to be able to figure it out. Not looking at me, and I'm looking at you, I want you to figure it out. Um, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. I don't like, or I don't like passive or passive aggressive. Okay. In a male. Agreed. Sir? So, I know for me, um, we only have like three main, like, deal breakers. Um, for one is trust. You know, I'm a type of individual that my whole emotional attachment to you is to be based off trust. If I can't trust you, then I'm, I'm just being real with myself and being real with whoever I'm with. I'm not going to give you my all. Like, I'm not going to be all the way 100 into the relationship if I don't trust you. Uh, trust is, like, number one on my priority list. You iffy and, and in that category, you know, I, it's hard for me to, like, get over stuff like that. I'm not even going to lie. Uh, Man, Sean, we, we joke all the time. I'm like, yo, I, I tell a person, I, I'm not built like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> people, like you said, one of the, the double standard, you know, that whole the person go out and do something. Nah, I'm not, I'm not built like that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm all about trust. And two is, you know, I want somebody who has goals, kind of like what P. Gibbs said. Like, you know, when I'm when I met my fiance, I was like, you know, Money is not everything to me, you know what I mean? You can work at Walmart, but if you're gonna work at Walmart, strive to be the store manager at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't like nobody who, like she said, just stay in one place. Always look to continue to better yourself because that's the type of person I am and I need my significant other to be the same way so when I'm slacking, she can push me and vice versa. So if you one of those you know, females that just happy with where you at and you know, you you find being at a job for twenty years in the same position. I, that that just that it, it doesn't it doesn't move me. You know what I mean? I'm not attracted to that. I'm gonna lose. I, I'm, I'm gonna lose my emotional attachment to you. Like when we come bored. Uh, and then the last thing is just morals. Just have good morals. You know what I mean? Because I think you know you deal with somebody who got morals, that'll kind of guide the whole trust and and how you treat people. You know what I'm saying? Like. As I've gotten older, you know, I understand not everybody is perfect. 
right? Everybody's going to make mistakes. But if you got morals, you can own up to those mistakes. You know what I'm saying? You can say, you know what? I know I did that. You know, I messed up. I'm not going to make excuses. It is what it is, you know. But someone who don't have morals, they always blame other people for their mistakes. And they don't really care about the damage they do when they when they cross that line. So, you know, trust, morals, and goals is my three deal breakers. Uh, trust is definitely high on the list. I don't need to uh, <laughs> restate what Ro already stated as far as what trust is concerned. Because I think uh, that's how me and him connected a long time ago when we was talking about relationships and stuff like that. Like you said, like as far as cheating is concerned, I'm I ain't built for it. You cheat on me, I, zero tolerance. I can't I can't do it. And again, I don't knock any man that can take their woman back from that. But I know I cannot. That's something I can't deal with. So trust for me on that is a huge thing. Uh, a non-listener. Mm. Uh, that's that's a huge one for me. Uh, somebody that just listens just to generate a response as opposed to listening to try to understand what you're saying and understand your point of view and understand where you're coming from. Uh, that that's a that's a deal breaker for me. Or those people that really is only listening to find that point when they can chime in. Those people really, really irritate me. They, they really aggravate me. I can't, I can't really communicate long-term with people like that. And also, I don't know what type of words you would put on this. Um, a, a woman that, like, you could see me going off and you don't reel me back in. I don't, I don't, I don't know what words you would put, that, put, would put on that. Like, if you, if you could watch me, if you watch me set a goal for myself and you watch me veer off that goal and you're not, they're like like my backbone type, you know what I'm saying? Like right. to kind of like bring bring me back in. Hey, Sean, you know you said you're supposed to be doing this, so you know da 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 da. Like you know, sometimes a man can get off too. Yep. So if I got if I got my if I got my if I got my backbone there with me, she's supposed to be like, hey, Sean, you ain't come on now. What we doing over here? <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? So like those those are like big for me as far as relationship deal breakers. So I got a question for the group, right? So. Whenever we talked about deal breakers, we all list multiple deal breakers. So what if you have that person that's doing everything else? They got that one deal breaker. Do you completely just cut, you know, cut it loose, or do you try to work? Do you work with the person, or what? No, I them all. My my three time rule done. I, I cannot continue to repeat myself. I don't want to go around in circles because if I'm going around in circles, I'm not progressing. So no. No, you're done. <laughs> so for me, I'm more of a, um, a pros and cons person. Mm -hmm. It depends. It depends on what the deal breaker is. Like, let's say the biggest ones. So let's start with the biggest ones: cheating, habitual lying, gambling, things that affect a relationship long term. You know what I mean? Your feet just think I can work with that. We're gonna take you to the doctor. You know what I mean? <laughs> you gotta talk I can work with you if you're doing everything else. But when you're talking about things that affect you emotionally, which will eventually affect you physically, which will eventually affect you financially, I'm with Francis. It's a one, two, three for me. I ain't got time. I'm grown. So, so you're saying you give them three chances then? It's not that. It's like, not. For example. For example it's not, 
it's not a three. It, it just depends on the infraction because everything weighs differently. For example, you have a you have a, a male husband or a boyfriend or whatever, mm -hmm. and you had no issues. Perfect mm -hmm. mate. Y'all get into an argument. Y'all been in arguments before. Well, mm -hmm. this particular argument, he loses, he grabs you, he might shake you up, might even just say he lightly slaps you. I ain't talking about beat you, not, not beat, but he just say he put hands on you in some lightly type of way. Touch you up. Cut you there. <laughs> is that the, one infraction, the is that one infraction you're done? That's no. it. No for, for me. me. It's, a, it's a no for me. It's a no for me. It's not a deal breaker or it is? It's no, a no. 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 Oh, okay. Princess. For Princess, oh, Princess, it's, it's a wrap. Oh, mine is. It's, okay. You definitely. That's it. That's we need to go ahead and that's it. It's a wrap. I can't say this. So I, even even if even if you was in the wrong, like say you triggered him, because that's that, that's just just that's to be one hundred all the way across the board. Sometimes females know how to trigger their man. So you say some slick stuff out your mouth. I'm not. We, we're not saying putting hands on somebody is. But we saying what we saying is you had no issues in your relationship. Perfect dude. It's one time he snaps, he might grab you up, throw you on a, whatever, something like that. We're not talking about beat you none, but something like right. that, and you're done. So so for me, in the past, I I, I was I'm with D. I wouldn't I wouldn't tolerate it. But because I tolerated it for so long, you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like, I'm with Princess. Like, I can't deal with it no more. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I understand how I affected him, blah, 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 blah. So I give him that pass. But now, because I tolerated it, I'm like, no, I do not want to go back to where I just came from. Because again, I'm always evolving. Second, um, I'm not dealing with a man who can't control himself. Because if, if, if you allow yourself to get to a point to where you need to put your hands on me, you have no self-control. I don't have time for it. And three, I'm not going to egg you on because you said if, if I egg you on, that's not me. I'm not going to egg you on. And if the woman is egging you on, then you probably need to leave anyway because she's pushing your buttons. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. She knows, knows what hurts you and mm -hmm. she's using against you. So you might as well leave because she ain't got no respect for you. Uh, <laughs> 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 what you with D. Hey, hey, what you ready for that light? I'm a little rogue. I'm a little rogue, so I'm a little different. So, um, I will say this. I think when you grow up, you know, that's one of the things you're taught by your father and your mother. Never let a dude put his hands on you. You know, that's disrespectful, boy. And I get that. I agree with that. But, um. I've been in a situation, I don't think I've blatantly had nobody sober try me. I feel like with my mouth, I can tr I could definitely try to do, and I definitely know what to say, and I don't care if I'm in a certain type of mood. Um, so a couple of instances I've been tried, I won't say beat, because I've never been beat. So I, don't, I can't speak from that woman's experience that is doing everything right, taking care of the kids, and just has this big monster come in and beat the fuck out of her because one thing's out of place. I don't I don't understand that. I can't comprehend that. So I don't want to take away from those victims. But I did put the dog back. But I will say when alcohol is involved, emotions tend to run high. And so the two experiences that I have had I might have 
might have contributed one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, I might have contributed, but it didn't bother me because it wasn't to an extent where I felt threatened or I couldn't get out of that situation because at the end of the day, I know too many homeboys. I have too many brothers that if you ever try me, try me, it's a wrap. So I will say it is an embarrassing thing too. The second incident was a little bit more embarrassing. Um, and I'm like, how did I get myself in this position? Like, I'm a very smart person. I'm very intelligent, blah, 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 blah. Shit happens to the best of us. Um, in that particular situation, because of the extent of it, like Chris said, I'm, I'm out. Like, it's the difference between making a mistake and be like, oh, shit, I'm fucked up. I ain't mean to do that. And a person that's progressively doing little things that lead up to this big situation yeah. that can potentially affect, affect you, endanger you and your children. There, there's two different levels. It's levels to it for me. That's what I'm trying to say. It's levels. For me, um, for me, it's not even the physical part. I have a thing about being able to control your emotions. Mm -hmm. um, and I've always been taught an emotional man is a dangerous man. Very true. Very so true. At good. that point where you felt that need, and then you could know you didn't beat me, but you felt the need to put your hands on me. We don't know to what level your emotions are carrying. Mm. This time it might be that. The next time it might be something else. Because now mm. I see you as an emotional person. Mm. My husband, he's been with me for a long time and I am a, I'm something else. <laughs> I get, you know, I can take you there. But he's never been like, okay, I'm going to just choke her and, and, you know, whatever. Like, we haven't, we don't do that. So we've always been I ain't trying to put my business back now, but this is how I knew my relationship was going toward divorce. My ex-husband used to get me so hot. I mean, hot. And I would suppress it, suppress it, suppress it. So one day I walked in the house casual, just got off work, working my ass off with all these toddlers in this house. And I asked a simple question. What do you, what do you want for dinner? Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the crying. I'm trying to change my son. I'm just walked in. You know, I'm in this leadership position. It's it's very. I'm tired. First of all, I'm tired when I walk in the house. Nothing's cleaned up. Whatever. So already, I'm like, really again. So my mind is already. It steps to it. My mind is already whatever. And I. And yeah. <laughs> so one of the toddlers comes up to me. Is like, you know, want some attention. So I asked him to come get the child. <gasps> like I asked you, you know what I mean, to perform surgery. Right. I, so, I don't like the description of us you giving him. Yeah, I don't like the description yeah. of him you giving okay. us. Yeah. I cooked whatever I'm, I cook. You know, I'm, I got these kids. I'm gonna cook whatever. He's playing this video game. I take the food down there, y'all. Oh. Oh, I didn't, I didn't want this. <laughs> <laughs> what? Huh? Before I knew it, there was a, a big Afro comb sitting right there. And I chucked that motherfucker so hard at him. And, and I don't know where it came from. 
I didn't know where it came from. So that's the same thing as a male putting his hands on you. I took, I didn't hit him. I clipped him. I ain't hit him. But I was so infuriated because it's a lot of emotions and stress going on. And so that was my cue. This ain't gonna work because this person is driving me to a level that I'm not comfortable with and it's making me act out of character. So I think in the instance of what Princess is saying is the moment you got to act out of character with me, I'm out because I don't know what's coming next versus what I'm saying is, again, I'm going back to a drink. Now, if you're just doing that regularly, I don't know. But, you know, if I'm drinking, you're drinking, and some stupid shit come up, I don't know. I might have to overlook that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. I might have to overlook that. On a shallow note, on a lighter <laughs> note, before, before we transition into the next one, because the next one gonna be a doozy. What what's a what's a superficial deal breaker for you? Oh, superficial! You stink. <laughs> Gibbs, I don't think I have one. Nope. I don't think so. I think I'm very open to a lot of things. But I, I guess I can't agree with um, D. If you think, I don't think I can tolerate it, especially if it's to the point to where it makes my stomach hurt. Like D, we having that issue again with your sound. She's muted. Oh, that's not D then. No, D is muted. Somebody unmute her. Well, yeah, she got to do it herself. Unmute. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Unmute. It's not yeah, me. Still. Yeah, Princess, what, what you got? What you got? Superficial deal breaker. Um, I think for me, lack of swag. You got to have like a swagger. Like, I don't know. I mean, to me, that's the most superficial thing. But if you don't have that, you know, I got to look at you. You got to make me turn my head when you walk by. I agree with I'm agree with that, but everybody has a different swag too. Right. Of course, yeah, right. absolutely. Sir? It gotta it gotta it gotta attract me. Like I'm attracted to like my husband, he made he's made me curious. So, so uh, that thing that he keeps, you know. I, he, I think one for me would be like um it says like swag and dumb, but I like a I like a woman who dresses up, like know how to put themselves together. Like I don't I don't want to fit. I guess I don't want, but I don't have to have a female that wearing makeup every day and getting fully you know dressed every day with heels. But when we step out, I like a woman to know how to put herself together. Like if you can't do that, like you can be a sexy woman, but if you can't put yourself together nice. Yeah, that's kind of like it's. So she need a catalog. Yeah, it irritates me. Or a versatile, versatile catalog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> catalog. Yeah. Catalog. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a toe game, a toe game guy myself. <laughs> I'm a toe game guy myself. If I, if my toe game ain't right, we can't deal. <laughs> oh, he said toe as in feet. Yeah. Yeah, your toe. <laughs> oh, so what you're saying, sir? You suck toes. Is what you're saying. I ain't said nothing about that. I like, I like, I like the presentation. I like the head to toe presentation. So you suck toes, though. Anyway, next, next topic. 
Now, I don't think we're going to laugh too much on this. No, one. we need to talk about that. No. <laughs> Do's and don'ts of parenting. Let's start there. Mm. Do's and don'ts. Okay, so I'll start. I'll kick this one off. Um, I feel, and this is going back to gender roles, I feel if I have a daughter, you should not discipline my daughter physically. Ooh, the father? The father should not discipline the daughter. No. Okay. Mm. You care now to explain? Don't, you can't say nothing. I said physically. Can you explain I why? You. I mean, what's the history behind that? Okay, so I'm gonna explain the issue. Again, I grew up in a very, I'm a multiracial, I'm a part of, of a multiracial mm. family. And um, I feel mm. as a man, sometimes you don't know the extent of your strength. Mm. And especially when you're dealing with like um, young, young girls, right? Mm. Your hand, I remember my father's hand, my father was six, seven. Um, his hand was like two of mine. So one whack of his hand was just like fire ants, right? And so I don't think he intentionally meant to hurt my sister, but he whooped my sister with a belt. And uh, my sister's dark skin, but it was red. Her skin was red. And um, I remember my mother being livid. I mean, livid. And she told him, and my mom was like five, four. And she told him, don't you ever put your hands on my child again. You know what I mean? So for me, that always stuck with me. I remember the first time my father hit me. Oh, my God. I felt like my soul left my body. I had to be about five or six. But same thing happened. Mom stepped in and was like, that's not your role. You tell me I'll discipline them. Let's be clear. I actually would have preferred the one lick um, versus the 20. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Don't put your hands on the girls. I, I, me and, me and, the, and my children's father, we all have that same understanding. They don't do that. They'll tell me and be like, yo, you need to talk to your daughter, you know, but they won't do it. So that's my one. Mm. Princess, princess, let me, let me come to you. Let me come to you, princess. Which one, me? Yeah, princess, princess. <laughs> um, Parenting do's and don'ts. You said the don'ts? Either or. Um, don't suppress communication. Okay. Um, okay. That's a, that's, a big, that's a big thing with me. Um, I have two boys. My oldest son is eight. And he's very strong-willed, per se. Um, and my husband, for the longest time, they had this thing where it was like, I said it, that's it. Mm -hmm. And I said, you can't do that. I don't, I don't like that. Now, I don't say it in front of him, but we have a conversation about it. it don't suppress it, this communication. I, I'm, I'm not understanding what you're saying. I thought when you meant suppress communication, meaning they have an understanding and you're the outside person. You don't know no, what's going on. No, I mean, as far as expression of how he feels about something that's going on. Talking about the child. The child. Right, okay, yes. Okay. 
And and I totally agree with that. And 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 this is why I say that. It's because for myself, and I've seen it in a lot of adults, and I've seen it in soldiers, I've, I've seen it across the board. We suck at communication. And that's because growing up, we didn't have the opportunity a lot of times to communicate. It was because I said so, like she said, you know what I'm saying? Don't ask me why. Why? Because I said so. No, don't do that. And that's the end of that discussion. So, oh, it's and just so, what y'all saying. Okay, Carrie. <laughs> I'm there now. <laughs> And and so from there we we didn't we didn't get the opportunity to express our feelings, express our thoughts and how we feel about certain situations. And so okay. as we grew up, it was just like and that, you know, passed yep. on. We I'm a, oh, you're a child, you do what I say. Okay, I guess. <laughs> gotcha. I didn't understand that at first. Um, with the suppression of communication, if I may gentlemen chime in real quick. Mm -hmm. Um even when you allow your children to to verbalize what they have on their mind, you still have to be mindful that's a child. And the same way you can be manipulated by an adult, you can be manipulated by a child. So you as a parent have to be Carry on. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> Carry on. So for me, um, well, first, before I, before I go into mine, I will say that uh, P. Gill's explanation kind of, you know, opened my eyes to something about that. Mm -hmm. that, that, that. That was key when you say about us not, you know, when we get older, we don't communicate well because we grew up not having the ability to communicate. It was, you know, do what I say, and it, that, it is what it is. Um, so I, I, I thought that was very good. Uh, one of the things for me is that, as a don't, is that I've always tried not to argue around my kids. Um, even when I was with their their mother, when I was married to their mother, and even now my fiance, my daughter is here, that's like a don't, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if, if, if it's something that bad, we need to yeah. walk outside or leave and have that discussion, yeah. I'm all about that. But I'm not gonna be yelling and screaming at my daughter in the next year and all that. But they that goes back to that get you out of your character. Yeah. So that, that's, that's just always going to for me. Um, just, you know what I mean? Because I look at it because a lot of times our kids, they listen and they pay attention to everything. Everything. You know what I mean? And I learned that. Like having conversations with my daughters as they gotten older, there's things that they brought up that I didn't even think that they even noticed or even knew. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, you actually noticed that or you paid attention to that? Um, mm -hmm. So that's always been a thing for me. Just don't, I don't argue in front of my kids. And and I agree with that. And I know a lot of people agree with that because I've heard it countless times. However, comma, I don't agree with it at the same time. And this is why. <laughs> with the and arguing so, in front of your kids? Yes. And, okay. this, is, and this is why. Because some kids grow up and think that mommy and daddy had a perfect relationship and that's Ooh. what they expect from, and from they them. Struggle. I agree. I agree. And so, and, and so when they go to have these relationships, it's like, oh, I can't argue with you. My mom and dad didn't argue, so I can't argue with you. That's not what a relationship is supposed to be. So we put these fan, fan, fantasies Fantasy. in mm -hmm. their head, um, these unrealistic expectations when they grow up. So, but what I will say, yes, those, those real harsh ones, yeah. But once you learn how to communicate and be able to disagree, you know, 
uh, intellectually, I guess. Healthy, healthy. Exactly, yes. Have those conversations and let them know that, yeah, there's going to be times where you don't, that you don't agree with your spouse. That's a part of a relationship. That's a part of life. So let me just clarify. So for me, I don't, I don't classify a disagreement as an argument. I've had disagreements in front of my kids a lot. I'm a communicator. And if you can't communicate, I, I'm, I didn't bring that up as one of my, you know, but you have to be able to communicate, right? You're right. Yeah. So I didn't have disagreements with my my ex wife or disagreement with my fiance in front of my kids. But when it gets to the point now you're arguing and then you, it's, it's going beyond that, that's mm-hmm. what I mean. Because and and I just share my reason when I was with my my ex with their mother, it was just because I was brought up that way. I mean, my parents always said that you know. There's certain things that you know you don't do around your kids, right? Absolutely. So, so that that was my reason early on. The reason when I once I got my fiance because I'm their father. You know what I mean? We get into an argument. You know, they gonna side with you. Well, my, the thing is, when you get in an argument, emotions emotions are involved. And so, as a, as a woman, she might say something real slick that my daughter can't get over. You get what I'm saying? Like, if she hear you, if she hear Absolutely. you say something. That she just mm-hmm. can't get over. She heard you say it. Right. As an adult, I can know you were just upset. And then now, you and my daughter got issues. And now, if that's the case, now we got issues. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Right. So right. I look. At, I look at the big picture. You know what I'm saying? Not because I've been told before that it's kind of like you being phony. I don't consider it being phony because I don't. I don't. I don't. I, don't, I didn't raise my daughters to that people don't argue. You know what I'm saying? You don't and I don't. Is to the negative connotations of things and make that their reality. That is exactly. okay to go to school and argue with a teacher because you saw a mommy and daddy. It's okay to hit or you know what I mean. Right. I get what you're saying. I get yeah. what you're saying. Right. Uh, I'm gonna go back to uh, what Princess said. I agree. I agree with everything all y'all just said. I'm gonna go back to what Princess said about uh, not not letting your kids suppress themselves or suppress how they yeah. feel or whatever. And I'm going to uh, expound upon that a little bit. I've started learning over the over over some years to be more communicative with, with, with my children because they've always had this, daddy ain't going to like that, so they may not say it to me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So now, with especially with my youngest getting older, and of course I've already, I already had older girls and me learning that, they need to be able to communicate with me and not uh-huh. be worried about being kind of like fearful of how I'm going to take it yeah. or how I'm going to react to it. Correct. So Correct. I, I, it kind of like came to me more when uh, me and my youngest daughter's mother was getting back together and she felt the way about it. And I didn't know that she felt uh, the way that she felt about it until her mother mentioned it to me. And I was like, wow, like, you know what I mean? Like this wasn't even a conversation that I even thought to have with her. Right. Like we just making moves and not even thinking about, you know, how she might feel about it. So she she wound up feeling the way she felt about it. And then, you know, she's excited about it and all that stuff now. But it made me realize like, I need to be able to, she need to be able to express that to me. She should have been able to express that to me, but she would have probably been, I don't want to say fearful, but she would have had a little more trepidation about coming to me about it than her mother. And then I'm like, you know, she's getting older. Boys eventually going to start coming into the picture. She could talk about her mother about certain things, but I know, as been a, having been a young man, a young boy, from a different perspective than her mother does. Right. So that's, that's I was like, thing. yeah, mm-hmm. I can't just keep going and not allowing, you know, my kids to not be comfortable enough to talk to me about certain things, especially with girls. 
But that goes back to the do's and don'ts and the gender roles and all of that. You know, when you're a young man, you're taught to be strong. Right. And you get this wisdom and this maturity until you're older. Right. And so I think um, in this generation now, like Princess said, you know, suppressing those conversations, we're more open to have those conversations. And <clears throat> that affects kids in the long run. You know what I mean? You know, you shouldn't have to hear something 10, 20 years later. And so what we have to do is balance things out. Yes, you have a gender role and, and that's fine. You're a male, you're a female, but it's nothing wrong with expressing yourself. And, and I think that's one of the big major problems in general for our age group is just learning and express themselves, females and males alike. It's okay for you to cry. It's okay for you to be emotional. Why can't you be emotional with your children and not emotional with your spouse or your significant other? And so you don't learn that until the end, after you've made all these mistakes. Why does, why, we, can, we can eliminate some of those mistakes by having this conversation early on. Right. right. Mm -hmm. Agreed. We want to caveat off into the next one here. Unless anybody has any alibis. No alibis, sir. Good. Okay. Parenting and co-parenting. Mm. Parenting and co-parenting. Pete, let's let's start with you, Gib. Let's start with you. What you got? <laughs> so most of my stuff is gonna come back to, to having that conversation, you know, um being respectful of, of both parties and um, going back to what um, Dee said, a, a lot of times it's expectations. We expect, you know, the father or the mother to do this. We're expecting this. And the conversation is never had. It never really expressed, okay, this is how we're going to work. You know, this mm -hmm. is how we're going to raise our child. These are the things that we want to instill in them. You know what I'm saying? This is how we're going to discipline them. Have those conversations and they're not being had at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Princess, princess. Huh. Um, I would say parenting, um, parenting in a marriage has been the hardest thing I've done in my entire life. Um, we, when you, you have to come to some kind of middle ground. Sometimes there's not a middle ground, or you think your your way is right, the mm -hmm. other way is right. Um, one thing I had to learn was to let the man lead those children, even my daughter. Now, I do, you know, I stand by whatever, whatever. But when he says something, we go with it. I used to be like, uh, you know, no, we're not doing that. Uh -huh. But I had to grow to get an understanding of why he did that, why he said that. Uh -huh. And my boys, I was particular about them because he wanted them to be men out the womb. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? So then we got to have a disagreement about it. But at the same time, like I said, my boys are eight and four now. So I have to slide on, get me a little yep. sip of water, and go yep. on, slide on out the way and let him do what he has to do. But it's, yep. I have to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. D? Oh, you got something on your mind. Go ahead. <laughs> I got a lot on my mind. Um, so speaking as a single parent of one and a co-parent of two, um, it all boils down to the individual, right? 
And so for me, I have a clear understanding. I'm the sole provider on a day-to-day -day basis. That does not mean that I'm the financial provider on a day-to-day -day basis, but I'm the sole provider. Um, what just happened? No, you good. Go ahead. Um, I'm the one that nurtures. I'm the one that educates. I'm the one that signs them up for track and field. I'm the one that listens to those. So in that context, um, is certain things, I will listen to your input. And if it fits what we've had a discussion about, uh, me and the kids, that is, then great. Even if it doesn't fit, I'll listen. But when we're having a discussion, um, if I'm the one that's, that's leading from the front, so to speak, I'm gonna go with what's best for the kids first and what I think is best for them because it's, it's so many additives. It's so many additives, that's why I have a lot on my mind. Um, <clears throat> as a married couple, I don't know what that's like. I have been married, but I can't consider my marriage a real marriage. I haven't been through ups and downs and years of experience. My marriage was only nine months. I don't care to throw it out there. Um, but at the end of the day, putting feelings aside, I will listen to your input, but I'm going to do what's best for that child in the end and what that child wants. And if that child makes a mistake, if I made a mistake, cool beans, again, I will listen to you. And sometimes you may be right. But that's that child's life. And I'm the biggest supporter. You know what I mean? Because I'm here day in, day out, hours on the day. So I'm going to leave it at that. And we're going to go to the next topic. Bro. Uh, <laughs> I think with co-parenting, is um, co-parenting is, is, is extremely hard. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I, I don't think that there's very few marriages or, or, or couples that get it all the way right every time. Mm -hmm. One of those things you learn as you go. Um, but through my experiences, the thing that sticks out to me whenever you're co-parenting that you and the other parent has to be on the same page when it comes to what's right for your kids. And that goes with what you said. What is, what is, what is best for the child? Mm -hmm. Let's take personal feelings aside. You know, mm -hmm. e e even if you're married or you you know, you're separated, mm -hmm. okay, let's take personal feelings aside mm -hmm. and let's see what's best for that child. Mm -hmm. Let's have that discussion away from the child so that when mm -hmm. we present it to the child, it's mm -hmm. coming as one voice, whether mm -hmm. it be the, the, the woman telling the child or the male telling the child, it's mm -hmm. one voice. It's not, well, mom told me this, so let me go talk to dad and get dad to say yes, yeah. vice versa. We have to be on the same page. Um, to me, that's been the most important thing, what I've learned throughout my years, because I became a parent very young, like 19 years old, 18, 19 years old. And so those are things that I had to learn, is that me and their mother had to be on the same page. And a lot of times, he wasn't, and they saw that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where I might say one thing, and she would let them do differently, or vice versa. So, and to me, that played a role in affecting yeah. them in certain manners, sure. you know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. So to me, that's the number one thing. Just make sure that you're on the same page, and whatever you, whenever you present that solution or uh, outcome to that child, it should come from one voice. That child should not feel that they can go and talk to dad or talk to mom. And, mom and pop Yeah, and get you to go against each other. Us mm -hmm. kids, children, we'll do that. Uh, can I can I interject real quick? I'm gonna make it very simple. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
My only issue with that is that sounds good as an adult, but everybody is not on the same same wavelength. Everybody's not equally yoked, which is nine times out of ten, especially when you're talking about co-parenting, co-parenting, not parenting as a couple, but co-parenting. Nine times out of ten, the reason you divorce is the reason that's going to affect your kids as well. And so because you're growing and maturing, that person is growing and maturing, it's just like flowers. All flowers don't blossom at the same time. So we're asking people to grow up super quick to make the best benefit of this new bulb that just, you know, blossomed or whatever. That doesn't happen all the time. And so when you're co-parenting, you have to be secure in your decision. If you are the person, in fact, whether male or female, father or mother, that has a common sense and a reasonable person thought process to say, no, that is wrong. This is right. And this is what we're going to do. And you got to stand in that. It's not about making everybody happy. Carry on. No, and, wow. and I agree with that, D. But also in that aspect, when you having that conversation, but understand the why, like Princess said, understand why they're doing or why they said X, Y, Z, because that can give you some background and may actually open your eyes and say, okay, let's, we might not do it your way, but let me mix in what I said to get the desired outcome. But a lot of times we don't get the why. We just hear, you know, what's being said. And we be like, that's dumb. But if we understand the why, it might not be as dumb. It might still be dumb. <laughs> but it might not be as dumb once you understand the why. Uh, with, with parenting and co-parenting, I think I've been on both sides of the fence with that. Uh, with parenting, one thing with me is... Uh, don't question me in front of the child. Yeah. If I tell my child to do something or don't do something, don't question me in front of the child. That That's going to create a, a bigger scene than we really need for it to be because now it's like your authority usurps mine. Mm -hmm. Like, don't question me in front of the child. Like, if you, have a, if you have a problem with something I said, after the child, go ahead and handle what I had you know, was put out there or you need them to take a step out the room for a second and say, hey, what, what was that about? And we could discuss it, but don't question me in front of the child because I'm not going to question you in front of the child. Uh, with co-parenting, I had to learn that um, put my pride aside because the child or the children are with the mother the majority of the time. So I can still think I'm the man or whatever, but in reality, the child is not with me. So what she's really going to do is what she's really going to do. I already entrusted with her when we had children together that I had some kind of confidence in her as a person or as a woman that she's not going to do anything boneheaded or just retarded. But it's certain things that if I stand on, I would assume that you're not going to go against that. Even though I'm not stupid as fuck, though. Say that again. Just supposed to let see. You know what? Dad said, "Put on, put pajamas over your head and go jump in the pool." I'm supposed to just sit and just, yeah, sure, do what Dad says, and we'll talk about it later. Not, it don't work like that all the time, though, Sean. But, but you're talking about an idiotic scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... I'm like, just saying, like that's a ridiculous yeah, scenario. It's what not up? just an idiotic uh, scenario. You know what happens. You so I'm like, not... <laughs> like, get, like give it an example. Like that's not real. Like, give it an I need a realistic example. It it happens. It could be, you could be talking about school and you'd be like, okay, she has her learner's permit. I'm going to give her a car. I don't want to have her a car because she didn't do this, this, this and over the summer. She shouldn't have a car, blah, blah, blah. You're having that conversation. 
So the child comes in, here it is, you just said the mother has a child majority of the time. The mother mm -hmm. is saying, you know, give it a car. You know, she needs to be responsible, blah, blah, blah. And you say, nope, because she had to go to summer school. She's not getting a car. I'm giving a hypothetical. Right. She's not getting a car. Why would you say that in front of her without having that discussion behind the scenes? Didn't and I say that in the beginning? Is, listen. Why would you say that prematurely versus having that conversation? And we are speaking this morning. Sometimes mm -hmm. what a lot of parents tend to do is speak prematurely when you haven't even discussed it. And so now I got to sit there and eat it and have that conversation with you afterwards. And it's still going to have the same effect on a child, whether it's said right then and there or later. I have a question. Right. So you said that in that scenario, he spoke mm -hmm. prematurely. Where did you, I mean, because for him to react like that, and you say he reacted in front of the child, did you bring it up in front of the child? Because if that was your first time bringing it to his attention, it shouldn't have been in front of the child. So I, I guess it goes back to, like I said, we're sitting there having a conversation. Let's just say we're having a conversation. All three, or just you and the We might just be dropping the child off. We might okay. be at a barbecue, whatever, and we're just discussing shit. And I'm like, you know what? Hypothetically, me and Sean are talking. Hypothetically, you know what, Sean? Um, I really think she's responsible, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to get her this car. Mm -hmm. You know, blah, blah, blah. She walks through the door, whatever. And Sean says, hey, 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 you think you're getting a car? You think you're getting a car? You ain't getting no car. You went to summer school. You ain't do what the fuck you had to do. Blah, 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 blah. Right? Hypothetically. Mm -hmm. And so the child is like, what the fuck? And I'm sitting there like, why would you say something right now? And you're like, because I'm the father, and, and you did this, and this is my way of disciplining you. Now, um, here's, my, here's my question. What about what I said got us to this point? Because when I, when I said... When I mentioned in the co-parenting part, I said I realized I had to put my pride aside. Yep. You said you realized, which is which is past tense. So that means you realized it recently, right? But no, what I didn't. No, no, no. Whenever I realized, I could have realized it ten years ago. You know, my oldest two kids are pretty kind of in their twenties and stuff. So mm -hmm. I could have realized it 20, 10 years ago. Once I put my pride aside and realized I had to do that, is what I said. And then we got here as if I said something that was out the way. Well, what I'm saying is that the people we're talking to, right? Go some ahead. people are realizing it. Some people are not. I'm looking at it from everybody's perspective. Most of us are older. Most of us been through these predicaments. Most of us have an understanding. Most of us are mature. Right. What I'm doing is talking to that population that's not quite there right now. Okay. okay. That's going those situations. Like, y'all making it sound like it's easy and it's really not. No, I said, I, I said it in the beginning. I said it's hard. Yeah, that and that that's what I, that's kind of like where I was going with that because I said I had to put my pride aside and realize that the the children were with the mother the majority the majority of the time. So what I say wasn't necessarily gonna go. Mm -hmm. But it should. But it should. And in a perfect world, when you're, when you're, <laughs> even though no, even though you're not there. Mm -hmm. as, as the father, because the father is supposed to have a certain standing when it comes to the children. I, I agree. So, agree. So if you are in Europe and you say, well, she don't need that, she don't need to eat that, or she don't need to, if there's a reason for it, unless you some trash dude that I feel like 
you're, you don't have the best interest of the child, which is not apparent because you're able to be part of the life and, and, and help with parenting, dad said that ain't going to work. Okay, we're going to have to figure something else out or we're going to have to go about it a different way. And in, 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 peaceful, in peaceful situations, in peaceful situations, that would more likely be the case. Like, let's say, for instance, my youngest daughter's mother. We've always had a great rapport as far as dealing with my daughter. My other two kids' mothers, we had a bad rapport. So they ain't going <laughs> to, in a perfect world, that sounds good, but they not going to do that. They yeah, not. Because yeah, the caveat off that, you know, a lot of females feel is that if the kid is within the majority of the time, I'm seeing where the father is on child support and his check is there every month. But because he's not there every every you know every day, she's she's there with him. That his say so doesn't really carry much weight, and I disagree right. with that. And right. I, you know what I I'm saying? agree with it as well. I, I, I mean, disagree with it as I, well. But I also I think, think um, a lot of the times it's it's that the the family as a whole or or the friends that's you know yapping in their ears saying, oh, you don't need to listen to this dude or this dude is out here doing this. He ain't nothing. He ain't nothing. And egging the, the mother on. And that further separates, you know, them two because they don't, because because that woman is strong enough to say, okay, look, this happened. It ain't necessarily what I wanted. This mm -hmm. is not the dude that I wanted to do this we with. Are. Right, yes. but this is where we are. Mm -hmm. So I need to be grown enough to do what's best for this child. And this child needs both parents because, like you said, um, Reese, they need that fatherly aspect. You know what I'm saying? That gives that gives the child balance, whether right. they're in that in the same household or not. A child needs that balance from both perspectives. We both mm -hmm. have something to give to make that child more well-rounded. Um, right. This, this is my thing about this is my thing about the parenting, whether it's parenting, co-parenting. As the man, as the father, I feel that he should have that say so. He should have that mark. This is solid. Okay. The reason I say that is because even though he's not in the home, he may be in the home. He may not be in the home. Mm -hmm. If for the children, the daughters, the sons, it doesn't matter. If it's a point where your daughter is bucking and she like, oh, you know, da da da. The first thing you want to say is, okay, your daughter is doing this. I'm having issues with your daughter. Mm -hmm. But you have established that what he what he wants and how he feels when it comes to parents and this child doesn't matter as much as yours. So now you got to hold it. Right. If you establish mm -hmm. initially that this man. This is your daddy. What he say is golden. That's what it is. So when she bucks and you say, oh, let me call your daddy. She like, oh, shit. Here we go. Exactly. And you don't have to deal with the back and forth. That's, and I actually, I actually dealt with that exact. I actually dealt with that exact situation with my uh, daughter in North Carolina where she decided to move out. You know what I'm saying? For her mother. And then her mother calls me and that same exact words came out of her mouth. Your daughter. Your yes. daughter, your daughter. So I'm like, okay, now, now it's my daughter. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to hold them to that standard because right. now I know, look, my daddy, no matter what, my, my daddy say this, this is what it is. Mm -hmm. and, and it I, has I, nothing to do with our relationship, whether we're together, whether we're not together. Your father is going to be that, just be that stone. Right. And I, I want to I wanna segue into our final topic, our final topic. 
Be ready. And I'm a, I'm a start. I'm a start off. I'm a start off with uh with, with princess on this one. I'm a start off with princess on this one. Child support. Mm. What's, mm. Your, what's your what's your um, what's your stance? I'm not a supporter of child support. Okay. Um, I'm not a supporter of child support. I feel like. Um, when it comes to children, when it comes to things, and especially in the system that we got going on right now, I feel like either you're going to do something or you're not. Um, and I also feel like child support is being used to say, well, this didn't work. So this is how I'm going to get you. I'm not saying all aspects. I do understand that children need the support from both parents, but I'm just not a Court ordered child support. I'm not a supporter of it. D. I'll go last. <laughs> 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 Tony here, everybody. You know. Go ahead, yes. <laughs> okay. So with Princess, I I agree with her. However, comma, I also think child support um, is beneficial. Um, I think it's it's a protective factor because we have some women that's out here that's hurt. You know, they go however many years and, and needs, uh, and then now want to say that this man owes back, back child support because he ain't did this, this, and this. You know what I'm saying? So I think putting them on child support from the jump or putting yourself on child support protects you from, from a scorned woman, you know, trying to retaliate on you on, in a financial backing. So I think I do agree, agree with Princess. Like, yeah, some, if you are an adult enough, to say I'm gonna take care of my child and do this, this, and this. Then by all means, do that. But if you know that the woman is is or or even the man, but most of the time it's the woman that that tries to be you know scornful and and get back and end up you know doing whatever. I would I definitely support child support as a protective factor. <laughs> Sir, so 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 for me, I kind of like uh, what P. Gibbs said. I think that. You know, I think is it needed? In certain situations, it's needed, right? If you have a parent that just ain't doing nothing, you know what I'm saying? Then okay, I can see where it's needed. But when it's used to be vindictive, it's used to, you know, cause you mad that you're no longer together, or it's just you using it for spite. I don't like it like that. You know what I mean? Because at least regardless of what happened between you and the other parent, you should give the other parent an opportunity to still be there for their child. The mean is that you both know what it takes to take care of that child, right? And you both know each other's financial situation. So if that other person, they look, before child support is even come, comes up to the courts, hey, you, if you two can come together and say, look, I will give you $500 a month to help take care of our child, you know, and if she needs something or he needs something, just let me know. And we work it like that. To me, that's the ideal way and how it should be done by adults. Right. But in certain scenarios, I've seen it both ways, male and female, where they just don't want to do anything or do what do only what they want to do. Right. And so I think in cases like that, maybe the court, you know, court duty come in and say, you know what, since me and you can you didn't want to do it together when I was trying to, you know what I mean? Then I had a court tell you to do it. You get what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of people who are taking care of kids, you know, children by themselves on income, and that father or that mother is not really contributing equally to that that child. So, 
You want me to go deal? You you got it. You got something. Oh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, please. <laughs> <laughs> hey, D got a doozy though. She, I, <laughs> I like it, right? So so as a, as a man that's uh dealt with child support and, and I'm completely done with child support, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Press, I'm press, press. Yeah, 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 yeah. Salutations to me. <laughs> I'm 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 completely disgusted by child support, the system in itself. Heck yeah. Yeah, I'm 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 completely disgusted by it. Uh originally, you know, because I'm a, you know, I, I like to know my stuff. Originally, child support was brought about, I think, in uh, 1975. It was, it was brought it was well, no, in in America, the child support system was brought in America, in America. Yeah. yes but it originated in the uk okay right 1935 immigrants started coming <laughs> you you want me can it is it my turn <laughs> is it my turn is it my turn <laughs> is it my turn <laughs> <laughs> you better be on you boy be on you <laughs> <laughs> look at research on this one <laughs> i did so, so check it out. Originally, originally, right? I'm not gonna say originally. When when the child support system here came about, it was to offset. It was to offset the divorce, the man out of the house and divorce stuff. This, that, and the third. Because a lot of, in the seventy in the seventies, divorce wasn't happening at such a high rate as a high rate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, correct? Mm -hmm. Are we correct here? Correct. 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 Okay. So yeah. once divorce started taking place, it was used to. It was implemented to offset the man leaving the house. Correct. Right. Correct. So now in 2020, I do believe things have changed quite a bit where women are Correct. working more, things of that Correct. nature. So Correct. off off the history lesson. Off the history lesson. <laughs> <laughs> I hate child support. I hate child support. I, I know for a fact it was vindictively used against me in at least one scenario. <laughs> I'm gonna bring, bring it all the way back. I know, I know for a fact it was used vindictively in one absolutely. scenario. Absolutely. So absolutely. that I mean, there's no way, there's no way, and like everybody said, some women use it vindictively, some use it because men are not doing anything. So I understand the fact when men aren't doing anything, stepping up, being a father, I, I completely understand that. But there's no way to separate the two. There's no way to say. This woman was being vindictive, and this child's father is really not doing nothing. So I don't know how you offset that other than changing the system as far as how they distribute the funds and where the funds go, and kind of like itemizing that pro process of it. That's my that might be where it has to go. Mm -hmm. But as far as the system as a whole, I I, I can't I I can't stand child support. Okay. And, and I agree with you, Reese. Um, and and it's different from from every state. Every state has different yeah. ways on yeah. how, yeah. how they calculate it. I yeah. think in Texas they don't even calculate the women's income. It's totally based on what what the um what the other person makes. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, and in North Carolina, because we just went through this ourselves, you know, at least they do calculate in the 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 mother stuff. And I guess I think they have like a set rate or whatever. Have other children. Exactly. If she has children, if I have three other children and you exactly, exactly. you're gonna have to exactly. Yeah, exactly. they split up amongst all three kids. Yeah, how much? Yeah. Go ahead. Exactly. You had you had to pull you out a bogey for this one. What you got? Okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna, start with, I'm gonna start with the history lesson. Go ahead. <laughs> so the history lesson was um, when immigrants started coming into America in the 1900s, right? Mm -hmm. Irish, Ireland, French, or whatever the government was paying these immigrants to come in. They had to house them, they had to feed them, right? 
Mm-hmm. So let's bump up to where you're at. We ain't even gonna get into civil rights and all of that because at that no. at that point you had two parent homes. Mm-hmm. So around seventy five is where child support came in because government spending all this money to supplement for these people being in jail. Well, we know in the eighties the crack pan- pandemic came about, right? Mm-hmm. So you had a lot of black males going to jail because a lot of men were going to college, which means black males are going to college, white males are going to college. Black males, probably not at the rate of white males, but people are becoming educated to sustain themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the government stepped in and said, you know what? You're not paying child support. We're going to lock you up, which is still probably going on today. So I will agree that um, some states are different. Does the child support need to be reformed? Absolutely, because we're still basing it off of 1975, and that's right. not the case anymore. Right. You have almost damn near a 50-50 of two-parent homes versus single-parent homes, right? Okay. So my stand to bring it current, yes, does it need to be reformed? Absolutely. Okay. But I will say that to totally eliminate child support, why would it be fair for us to conceive a child together and that strain, that monetary strain be put solely on me? And you out there just flourishing in life. Why is that that my soul part? So I'm gonna speak on my first child. My first child um, in the military, met a guy, we knew what it was. We knew the child was coming. And I told him, I said, you know what? I didn't believe in child support at the time because I was like, I'm an independent woman. I could do this. I had the child. I could have had an abortion and all this great stuff. And so all I asked him to do was pay for daycare. Pay for daycare. I said, make sure you write it on a check because at the time checks were, you know, the the thing of document. Write it on a check. Nothing. Rather than pay for daycare, which was like three seventy five, I think at the time, he avoided coming back to the states. So we're in the military, and when he came back, he dropped twenty four inch rims on his truck. So that's my choice of guy. That's also on me. I chose the person that I laid down with, right? You had enough money to drop 24s on your truck, but you don't have enough money to get a DNA test, right? So I paid for that. Boom. Go to Georgia. Child's three and a half years old. Never got a dime. Not throwing him out there. I don't think he's a bad father because of that. I think he was young and immature. Boom. You want child support. Great. Why should my child have to just have what I give her versus both parents in that scenario? If you're working, why is it my sole responsibility financially? Right? I'm a good parent. I'm not, I'm not out in the streets. I wasn't for the streets. I was for my child. Cool. So let's go to divorcing as a married couple. Same scenario. You're working. We decide amicably that we're going to divorce. Why is it my sole responsibility to take care of two toddlers where at this time I have money, you have money. My daycare fee was eleven seventy five. I'm supposed to pay all that by myself because y'all don't believe in child support? Because there is a system. If there, if there is an adjustment in anything, there's ramifications. Is it my part to teach you to go to court and do your ramifications? That's not my job if we're divorced. That's your job. Yes, sir. No. Oh, yes, I, no. agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. Um, 
as far as when, when it when it comes to the child support, I've seen a lot of different back in the back in when my daughter was early, you know, younger, we dealt with the whole thing. He wanted to act, you know, but I didn't do the child support. We, you know, we figured everything out. My issue is when say like well, you asked for 375, he should have just gave 375. Well, what if what if you asked for 900 and he could only afford 450? And so we got a lot of people. I would have been cool with that. I right, right. But and and this goes, a lot this, aren't. But this and goes back to what was he out here and he got a new house and he got these different yep. things. Should he, because he's not with you and because you support a child fully, should he not be able to enjoy life or have anything? No, I'm not saying that, that at all. There was, there was recently um, in the news, it was some rapper. Um, he has children. We'll even back it up to uh, what's the one guy that everybody like, Boosie. His baby mama came on the internet and went in on his ass. <laughs> so we see Boosie on TV. He got his little gold chains. I think Boosie cool as fuck. He seemed like a cool dude to me. But his baby mama dropped a whole bunch. That first of all, that was the wrong audience because we don't care. We just gonna watch it. Right. Um, if that's how you feel, go to court. There is a system for everything. So what Sean said was, how do you differentiate, and all of you said it, how do you differentiate a female that's just trying to survive and make sure her child has the best, or her children have the best accommodations versus somebody that's bitter? Well, when you first start child support, in most states, you're supposed to go through some little course together as co-parents. And mm, a lot of people yeah. cannot talk. I think it's called yeah. like CASA. Or, yeah, it's, it's mandatory, matter of fact. It's damn near mandatory. Yeah. For child support, yeah. and you separate. In some, some states, in North Carolina, a lot of states. we just had mediation. Yeah. A lot of states, you have to yeah. So they get to visit the homes. They get to visit <clears> your <throat> home. They visit the the children's home and see how they're living. I've had one. Uh, in my case, I had a counselor come to my home and was like, "Oh my God, this is a very nice home. What What did you expect? <laughs> you know what I mean? You just demean me and my children, like." We living in, you know what I mean? It's so many additives to child support. So I would say that at a baseline, a baseline for care, for care given before, after care, daycare, something of that nature. Because if the child has a certain amount of time with you, the child has a certain, a certain amount of time with the mother, it should be based off of that. Because if you choose to be a foster parent, there was a set price per day, mm -hmm. per day for a child, yep, which is, is significantly lower than a lot of states. If you're from New York, you're going to pay 900 by mm. 1200 a month versus if you're a foster child, you're probably going to pay six to 800. So there is a baseline. So I will say, I do think things need to be addressed. I do think counseling needs to transpire. I do think they need to take that into consideration. But to totally eliminate it, everybody is not there. Correct. Just because you're mature enough to do the right thing doesn't mean everybody else is mature. Mm -hmm. And it, you can even go back a couple of years. You seen here upset about paying $300, $400 a month. But that woman has that child 24 hours a day. On top of that, has to pay for daycare. You're not looking at the situation from another person's perspective. They're the sole provider, majority of the time. But you would have called in every summer and made some fucking decisions. The fuck? Where you been? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So 
each case is different. And I believe the same way that you have caseworkers for children that have been removed from the home in child support cases, the system just needs to be revamped to accommodate today's society. Sir, so I want to ask this question. I'll switch it up a little bit before we wrap it up. Like, so like D was, he was saying that as the, you know, whenever you separate, go through divorce or whatever case may be, 90% of the times the kids, the children go to the mother, right? Mm -hmm. just, unless she's on drugs or she ain't working. That's true. Going, yeah. If they, if they young and can't choose, they're going with the mother. So, so when you saying that as the mother, if you happen to do all this stuff, why should you have to do it by yourself? But what if the father said, you know what? Instead of doing child support, since you got an issue with doing that, how about you give me the kids? So what, what, about, what about when you go to court and you tell the judge you don't want nothing, you just want sole custody, and the judge tell you no? So as, as a father, why would, why, so why would I want to give you sole custody of my kids? What I'm saying is, if you have an issue with saying that you're doing everything, and you have a father that says, you know what? I won't ask you for but nothing. I'll take the kids. Again, that's a case-by-case case scenario. Everybody's not built equally. Would it I know, so I'm asking you in this scenario, would you do it? If you had a father that would ask court, you that. What if you go to court with a person that ain't seen their child in three and a half years and they're like, oh yeah, well, I just take the child. The fuck is wrong with you, Brad? No, you I'm ain't what I'm saying is, what I'm saying you is you just separate. Say, say if y'all separate, you, you realize you're about to separate, you're about to divorce yep. or whatever case may be. Y'all talking about child support. He says, mm -hmm. I don't believe in child support. Y'all going back and forth. So that father says, you know what? Since we can't agree on it, I'll take the kids. That's a conversation. And you but don't got to give me anything. I'm going to tell you, a maternal instinct. I know where you're coming from. And I understand you, brother. I get it. There are some great fathers in this world. I'm not knocking that. I've seen plenty of great fathers. So I've seen it from every aspect. But for me as a mother, I birthed that child. That child is already emotionally attached to me. And vice versa. I don't, I don't see vice versa. Mine ain't going. No. going. I don't. You separate today. <laughs> I'm getting a one-bedroom studio. I got it. it will go well, you, back to your roles. Well, you said it because you got boys. But I most, I, I would say 80% of the women would not go for that. No. That's not. Nah. Nah, I don't think so either. No, That's they're not. not. I'm, I'm just but, telling you. I said that because I got more. Yeah. For me, That's think, exactly why. Nah. Yeah. nah. And even in your scenario, for instance, a lot of females that have boys won't even go with it. So I'm, if, I'm, because but, so if, if we're talking about what's best for the kids, yes. why not? Like, for example, when, whenever me and my ex-wife divorced the second time, I, in my mind, I had already put that the girls were going to go with her. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So until I had a conversation with them yeah. that I realized it was different. But I was mature enough to understand I have girls. They probably mm -hmm. want to go be with their mother. But right. some people are not mature enough to do that. If you got a young boy, what's wrong with giving that father the opportunity to say, look, I'll take Junior, whatever the case may be. And I, I get where you're coming from, but again, it depends on the individual. Because that would be easy for me to be like, you know what? We're going to divorce. I'm going to take the daughter. You take the son. For, for, for my ex-husband, we have a daughter and a son together. You take the son, I take the daughter, nobody pays child support, right? Boom, yeah. How has he treated that son or that child from the beginning? Not saying he don't love them, but what has he done to nurture them? You got to look, as a mother, I'm looking at from every aspect. 
does is he gonna wake up is he in the right state of mind is he an alcoholic does he do stupid shit <laughs> does he know how to take the fucking diaper you have to look at it as a parent and that's what i'm saying to males in general if you know that female is not up to par as a a standard of a mother to be a caregiver run her ass down the court yes you may come out spending money out of your pocket but you will win and that is why i feel that caseworkers in child support cases should do more extensive work Training. how does this child act at school how does this child act at work you see what i'm saying it's so many additives i'm on the phone i heard it so i heard it and to go along with d and i agree have that caseworker there because there are mothers who put, you know, the, the, the guy on child support or whatever, but then won't let the, let the father even see the child. Yes! Yeah. You see it on YouTube! Now, this is, this is, my, this is my <laughs> issue with child support, because the two are not one and the same. Mm -hmm. Visitation and child support do not go hand in hand, which makes no damn sense to me at all. Not at all. I'm paying for my child, but I can't see him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta come back. I gotta come back to y'all for y'all to tell me when I can, when my business could be scheduled. Why is this not one in the same? So it's just another way for them to get more money out of us in the process of it. Yeah. Even if you're not paying, visitation should already. That's a given. It should. It should not. be a given. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Marco, it's time to go with with daddy. What do you want to do? You want to stay home or go with daddy? You see what I'm saying? That's not me. Get off. You're going with daddy. Yes. Go put on your shoes. Go with your daddy. <laughs> hey, where, where we at, sir? That's it, son. Just say it. Say it, bro. trying to wrap it up. Yeah. Go, everybody can go through the final, final statement. Yeah, we're going we to we swing it around one time before we wrap it up. Uh, if anybody got any um, businesses or any websites or ads they want to put out there, y'all feel free to do that. Go ahead, Princess. Start with you. Um, I recently launched a little, I guess it's like a kind of a movement. It's called We Are the Village. It goes back to a lot of things that we've been saying as far as women, uh, whether they be single women, uh, have husbands that have worked three jobs. You see a woman out there you know, help her out. It's, it's, it's like a, I guess, a positive thing um, as far as the mothers go. Um, you can, I have shirts, I have um, every, all the information, wearethevillage1.com. Cool. Gibbs? Hi, again, I'm P. Gibbs. I'm a, a life coach and a public speaker. I, I deal specifically with relationships. Um, and that, again, that's just not romantic relationships. That's even co-workers, friends, family, all those relationships because they're closely related. Um, so if you're looking for me again, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, P Gibbs LES. Um, check out my free gift at P Gibbs LES free gift.com and hope to have the conversation with you. For me, I'm just all about working out, you know, work, blow off some steam and whatnot. So visit www.mainrest.com specializing in fitness, hair accessories for all genders, ethnicities, and we're also doing uh, fitness apparel for women. Cute little cute stuff. You know, I like cutesy stuff. Okay? Before we go to Shawnee, wrap it up, I just want to say thanks for you ladies for coming and being a part of the show. 
you know, that's thank one of our main. Yes, yeah, thank you. That's one of our main focus. Like when me and Sean was talking about the show, we just want to bring like our listeners in and be a part of the show because, you know, you got a lot of podcasts, but a lot of podcasts don't bring their actual audience to, you know, that listen to be a part yeah. of the show. And so that's one of the things we try to do is make sure that we take individual and take the time out to listen and bring them on the show and get them opportunity to speak their piece. And so I just want to say I appreciate you all coming and being a part of this show. Uh, it was some good uh, insights, some good information, some good pers uh, perspective put out. Um, I actually learned a little bit. So, uh, so uh, before we go out, before y'all get it, just make sure you go out. You go to our YouTube channel, um, our Instagram uh, website. Make sure you subscribe, like, uh, and share um, when you can. And so that's all I got. Man. Uh I definitely appreciate y'all for being on the on the show this week. Uh, y'all tapped into some areas from y'all perspectives that enlightened me in a few different ways. Uh, the child support—I mean, all all the topics—I I enjoyed y'all's perspective. It, it you know, it's, it's you're never too old to learn in my in my eyes. So yeah. I definitely I definitely appreciated y'all insight. So we we appreciate it. H, appreciate y'all being on the show. And like he said, you know, like, subscribe, share the website, rnrexperience.com, YouTube, we on Spotify, and all that good stuff. All right, that's it. Until next time. Peace Bye. out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Time. They just trying to speak their peace. Get your peace, oh no. You feel me knocking? Roy Reese. Friends through any weather, so it's only right they get together, build something together. Experience brings wisdom, and wisdom wise decisions. Veterans, affairs are priority. So when it comes to veterans, Probably should be tuning in, matter of fact, tell a couple friends If you got issues with your dog, cat, woman, an opinion About 45 sitting up in Gotham Guess it made Ron Reese, who? Batman and Robin, dialogue just might help you solve it Come to conclusion, to the dissolve So you can get back to your r, &R. Just trying to speak a peace Get your peace, r and r Rowan Reese What up? The r, &R experience they just kick it how they living, they just trying to speak their peace. Get, Get your peace, on our Roy Reese. What up? On our experience. Just kick it how they living, they just throw a part. They just trying to speak their peace, on our. On our. Get your peace, Roy Reese. On our experience.